And it's good to have you here this morning. And uh, again, I want to encourage you, if you have a Bible or you uh, would like to follow along here this morning, there should be a Bible near you or under your seat. And we'll go ahead and turn to Galatians chapter 6 in the New Testament. And uh, as we turn to Galatians chapter 6, again, I want to consider a thought I believe will be hopefully a help to you and also an encouragement to you uh, this morning as we consider this thought. What is the law of Christ? What is the law of Christ? Can can anybody answer that question here this morning? I mean, we've heard about the law of Moses. I'm sure you've heard about the law of Moses. I've heard about the law of Moses, and people say, well, you don't have to follow the law anymore because you're a Christian. But the reality is, there's a law in the New Testament, which is the law of Christ. And I want to consider that law here this morning. As we turn to Galatians chapter 6, we'll see again what that law is about. And I want to consider some thoughts and uh, ideas concerning this this passage of Scripture here in Galatians chapter 6. And so Galatians chapter 6, verse number 1 through verse number 10, I want to just begin reading here. It says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if man think himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work, and then let, sorry, and then shall he have rejoicing himself alone and not another. For every man shall bear his own burden, that him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Can we look at here in this passage, what is the law of Christ? And I want to consider some thoughts on the law of Christ and also that especially of burden bearing as this is emphasized in this passage here in Galatians chapter 6. Can you see there in verse number 2 it says, Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Let's go ahead and pray and we'll consider here this thought this morning. Be a burden bearer. Let's pray as we consider this thought. Father, thank you, Lord, uh, for your word. Again, we thank you again for the instructions in the scriptures. We thank you again for the commands of the Bible. We thank you again for the directions given to us on how a Christian should seek to live. And again, as we uh, seek by your grace to live according to your word, help us to seek to fulfill the law of Christ. And in doing so, uh, being a blessing and an encouragement not only to others, but also to you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, here in this passage, we see three thoughts I want to begin to look at when it comes to burdens. And again, these truths are taught here, not only here in this passage, but in other places in the Bible. The first one, again, the most important one that I want you to take home with you here today is uh, we are to bear the burdens of others. You know, that's your responsibility. That's my responsibility to bear the burdens of others. 
In fact, it says this in verse number five, for every man shall bear his own burdens. Someone says, well, I got my own burdens. Yes, I get that. We all do. But it says here in verse number two, it says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so for the Christian, the life of the Christian should be that of bearing the burdens of others. Now that's my job as a Christian. I don't expect the world necessarily to take on that job or responsibility. I don't even necessarily expect the government to take on the responsibility of taking on the burdens of others. But the Bible says here, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so that's the first thought, again, just from this passage here I'd like you to consider. First, secondly, uh, we all have individual burdens. And again, I'm sure you have burdens today that you have. Everybody's carrying a burden. Everybody has a problem. Everybody has things they're dealing with. And we all have our personal individual burdens. And it mentions that as we already looked at it, verse number five, for every man shall have his own burden. And then thirdly, it says, again, in this passage of scripture, there are also burdens that should be carried of Christians, of other Christians, as far as burdens go. Uh, in verse number 10, it says, as we therefore have opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them that are of the household of faith. And so there are Christian burdens that other Christians should bury, um, bur uh, um, carry. And so I want to consider some thoughts on burdens here today. And again, just follow along, if you would, as we consider some thoughts uh, on burdens. Again, many of us have concerns. We have cares. We have considerations that we have to take part of every year. I mean, again, it comes to this time of year. And for me, we have seasonal burdens. You know, one of the seasonal burdens that I don't necessarily look forward to every year is raking leaves. Now, I'm just being honest. We don't have an average yard. And sometimes on a, you're on a farm, you don't even rake the leaves. You, you know, the leaves fall, they, they land on the ground, and nobody has to take care of them or anything. And so, again, when it comes to this time of year, again, there's, there's leaves to rake, and there are seasonal burdens. I mean, how many get tired of shoveling snow in the winter? Some of you just give up. I mean, I've seen that before. You just shovel, shovel. Oh, I'm, I'm guessing this will be the last snow, and so we're not even going to shovel anymore. And so, uh, again, there's sometimes people have the seasonal burdens of maybe snow or whatever it might be. And, and certainly people have burdens when it comes to financial burdens. I mean, I, I think most Americans would say, you know, the burdens when it comes to buying food are absolutely different than they were two years ago. Absolutely different two years ago. I mean, can you imagine? I could not imagine going, and, and I was just talking to one of our children about this. I couldn't imagine going to, to a grocery store and, and buying eggs for $3.99. $3.99, that's a good deal. There's 12 eggs in that carton. I get that. But imagine if you really like eggs, or what if that's just part of your regular diet, just eggs. I mean, you put that in your cake, you have that made for breakfast or whatever it might be, and someone says, it's 12 eggs, $3.99, nothing there, you know. That's a buck for three eggs. I think someone says, that's, no, nah, that's nothing to be concerned about, and, and that sort of thing. But that's not it. Just look at the price of cheese and the price of uh, whatever it might be. And you look at food and you look at prices and you say, man, again, uh, what's, what's a person to do with all these different burdens that they have? 
Again, the burdens, we have them when it comes sometimes to health. Sometimes they come to our own home. Again, sometimes they come to us from different places, workplace and, and things like that. It's not always easy to work for somebody else. But let's turn, if you would, back to Exodus chapter 5. But what if you were, as they were back here in the Old Testament, in a, in a situation where you're basically in a forced labor situation? I mean, a slave labor situation. I mean, in a, a situation where you have a burden to bear, and uh, again, you have a burden to bear, and it's heavy already, and again, that burden is increased. And uh, we see this in Exodus chapter 5. Let's turn over there if you would. Again, just a good illustration of burdens here. One of the first places where you see burdens talked about in the Bible, uh, Exodus chapter 5, and uh, verse number 4, and we're going to read all the way down to verse number 15. But as we look here at Exodus chapter 5, verse number 4 and verse number 5, we see particularly the Bible speak of this thing of burdens again. Exodus chapter 5, verse number 4, it says, And Pharaoh said, uh, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and you make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers saying, You shall no more give to the people straw to make brick, as therefore let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tale of the bricks, which thou did make heretofore, you shall lay upon them, and you shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, because... Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may labor therein. And let them, them not regard vain words. And the taskmasters of the people went out and their officers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus saith Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go ye, get you straw, where ye shall find it, yet not aught, uh, of your work shall you diminish there, uh, uh, to be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmaster hastened them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily tasks, as when there was straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmaster had set over them, were beaten and demanded thereof, Have not fulfilled your task in making brick? both yesterday and today thereof. And the officers of the children, uh, sorry, then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Wherefore dealest thou thus with thy servants? And again, I'm just going to stop there, but you get the picture here. Here's, here's some people, and they have burdens. The responsibility of serving in a position, really, of slavery. They're not only in a position of slavery, and they have burdens to bury, but again, they have those burdens increased. And uh, sometimes you find in your life you have burdens and they're increased. And again, you might have just some average burdens. And then all of a sudden you find out, wait a second. Now I have this new burden. You know, the transmission went out on my car. This went bad or whatever it might be. And you have an additional burden added to your life. And so we see in the Bible again some people that had some burdens. And their burdens to... To me, are overtaxing. They certainly, again, were increased. They were ones of oppression. They were once under a dictatorial rule. And again, when Moses came to 
Again, the, the, the Pharaoh there and asked him, hey, let, let the people rest a little bit and let them go worship God. What did he say? No, you guys are just crazy in a sense. You know, you guys have too much time on your hands. And so get to work. Get to work. And, and quit talking about these vain words. Verse number 9 talks about these vain words, sacrificing to God, doing things for the Lord, being connected with the things of the Lord. And so we see again the fact of burdens. And as we consider the fact of burdens, I want to say, again, most of us will have, either now or sometime in our life, individual work burdens. Again, children, again, I believe, should be given work burdens. Again, the old idea of chores was not just for the common farmer. You know, farm kids got to do that. The city kid doesn't have to have any chores because there's really nothing for him to do. But we should, again, give different burdens to other people and, and to people in general because that's a good thing for them. In fact, let's turn to Isaiah. Well, actually, Lamentations. I just want to mention, again, Lamentations after the book of Isaiah. Jeremiah, you have a little book there. The Lamentations of Jeremiah, and certainly again, in, in that book, you see again uh, the burdens of Jeremiah there. But uh, Jeremiah chapter 3, verse number 27, as we talk about burdens, again, I want us to understand that every man shall bear his own burden. And so there should be some burdens carried by every individual, whether young or small or old and gray, whatever you want to look at it like. But Lamentations chapter 3, verse number 27 says this, It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Again, a yoke is something that, again, oxen often would have between two oxen. They would carry a yoke between them, and they carry the burdens of work. And so it's saying it's good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. And so the youth should have some things that they're required to do or they help to do. They should be a part of the team of the house, whatever it might be. And, and so there are those burdens. Let's turn to Romans chapter 9. Now, when we talk about burdens, you know, you look back at those guys there, uh, the children of Israel. Again, they had the burdens of slavery. Uh, we don't have those burdens right now. At least I would say most of the, us around the world uh, certainly the United States don't have the issue of slavery to deal with. But again, we might have different burdens. And so there are usually, in everybody's life, uh, work burdens. In some people's life, and again, we're just going to look at Apostle Paul's life, there are special spiritual burdens. Again, I'm just going to mention this one here, Romans chapter 9, verse number 1 through verse number 3. It says, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart, for I could wish myself were a curse from Christ for my kinsmen, my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. And so you see this individual, Paul, write about his heaviness and the sorrow that he carries in his heart. And so he has a spiritual burden for the lost. And there are certainly people that have a spiritual burden for the lost. And there are people that have uh, special spiritual burdens, again, that they carry. They have, again, maybe something that they do uh, for the Lord or for the church or whatever it might be. And so they have, again, different spiritual burdens. They might have spiritual burdens in the home of, uh, again, training, teaching their children about what the Scripture does say. 
But let's turn to Proverbs chapter 17. I just want to mention again, there's a variety of, uh, of burdens. And again, uh, you, your burdens are not my burdens. Uh, again, we might cross paths and some of our burdens might be the same. Uh, but again, in a general sense, our burdens are different. They're individual. They uh, certainly, again, may be according to the time we live, according to the history that we're involved with. In uh, Proverbs chapter 17, at verse number uh, 21, the Bible says, He that begetteth a fool doth it to his sorrow, and the father of a fool hath no joy. It's sad, but again, some carry burns when it comes to their family. Some have a wayward child, maybe this really got off, and maybe he's or she is sitting in jail now. They're suffering in jail. And they're wondering as a parent what I can do to help them. They have a burden that they carry. Maybe somebody's been hit by a car. Or someone's been told they have cancer. These are burdens, individual family burdens people bear. Let's turn forward here just a little bit. Proverbs chapter 21, verse number 26. You have burdens, I have burdens. We all have burdens but burdens are to be carried in different ways. And so just trying to consider some thoughts on fulfilling the law of Christ today. Proverbs 21, verse 26, it says, He covereth greedy all the day long, but the righteous giveth and spareth not. So the righteous gives and spares not. You know, there's happily and gladly people out there that again, we, they will give and they'll help and they'll seek to alleviate the burdens of others people have sight problems people have back problems people have again family problems and financial problems and all these different kinds of situations that they go through on a regular sometimes daily basis but let's turn to ecclesiastes chapter 5 someone says well i tell you what if i was rich i'd have no problems i'd have no burdens well that's not true either Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse number 12, it says, The sleep of a laboring man is sweet, whether he eat little or much, but the abundance of the rich will not suffer him to sleep. Someone says, that's crazy. You mean the rich sometimes have struggle sleeping? Yes, they do. But it talks about the laboring man. Some again, it talks about the laboring man, laboring person, they're... Their, sweet, their, their sleep is sweet. Whether they eat a little or little or much, they, they go to bed and have sweet sleep. But it says of the abundance of the rich who will not suffer in their sleep. He's probably concerned, oh, how I can make the next dollar. Will someone steal my stuff? Or again, what will happen with this and that? And so they have all kinds of different things they consider. And so they have sometimes sleeping problems. And someone says, well, I don't, I don't have any sleeping problems. Well, there's some people that have insomnia every night. And they have difficulty in getting to sleep. And I'm glad I don't have that problem necessarily now, but I might have it down the road. You never know. Again, there's some that go to sleep for maybe an hour or two a night, and they wake up. And they stay up most of the night. They'd like to sleep, but they can't sleep. There are people with this kind of burdens. But let's turn back to Galatians chapter 6. Again, we find, again, there are special and specific burdens that again, are different for different people. There are work burdens, there are spiritual burdens, there are family burdens, and, and uh, again, physical burdens, and there are emotional burdens, and even mental burdens, and financial burdens, and we could go on and on with burdens. 
But I want to mention this about, again, burdens and our responsibility to fulfill the law of Christ. In verse number five, it says, for every man shall bear his own burden. We should, again, seek to bear our own burden. Whatever burden is truly ours, we should seek to carry that ourselves. I'm not saying you always can, because I can't, and neither can any person always carry the burdens that they have been given to them. And so, but I want you to know that we should seek to carry the burdens that we can. You know, the burden of sin, none of us can carry that. You can carry that around, but again, that's not a burden that we should seek to carry. The Bible tells us to cast your burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. The burden of sin certainly needs to be cast on the Lord and he can sustain us. Let's turn, if you would, to, again, Philippians chapter 2. The Bible talks about sharing burdens. In Galatians 6, it says, Bear ye one another's burdens. And I want to concentrate on this a little bit here this morning, as this is what, again, this passage is mainly speaking about. Bear ye one another's burdens. So, what is it telling us? The burdens are to be shared. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 2. Again, burdens are to be shared. You know, sometimes a husband has the ability to share his burdens with his wife or vice versa. Maybe you have a friend that you can share your burdens with and certainly, again, that's something that we should do. But it says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. So you and I need to be able to express sometimes what our burdens are so that somebody else can help fulfill those burdens that you have. Philippians 2, verse 4, this goes right along with that. It says here in Philippians chapter 4, sorry, 2, verse number 4. And again, this is to be like the Lord. It says, let not every man, uh, look not, sorry, look not every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. Now, so what does that teach you? You should actually be on the lookout. I should be on the lookout. I should be looking not just to what I have going on in my life, what may be uh, burns that I have in my life, but I might be looking around and saying, you know, does my neighbor have any burns? Does anybody I know have any burns? Do I have relatives that have any burns? Do I have friends that have some burns? Do I have coworkers that have burns? It says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And I Notice again, if you turn back to Galatians chapter 6, verse number 1, uh, deals with, in, in particular, burdens that may be caused by someone maybe doing something wrong or going off track in some way. In fact, it says this in Galatians 6, verse 1, Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. And then it says right after that, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so these two are definitely connected. So when someone is overtaken in a fault, in other words, maybe someone slips or falls spiritually, they get off track spiritually, or something happens to them in a spiritual sense. Uh, some brother or sister maybe again goes wayward to some. What, do you, what are your responsibilities to them? Someone says, let's leave them alone. It's totally just leave them alone. Maybe just talk about them. (laughs) 
you know, so-and-so slipped up, and I'm not saying you should do this, <laughs> let's talk about them, you know, so-and-so slipped up, they're a mess, they're, they're off spiritually, they're, they're out in the weeds, they've gone out and they're sowing their wild oats or whatever it might be, and you're, you're off there and, and, and you're saying, no, what does the Bible say there in verse number one? It says, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in meekness. You're come alongside as you would to a good friend and try to encourage them towards spiritual things. And then it says in the last part, lest ye also be tempted. You can fall too. You can, you can file off track. You can slip spiritually. And so can the Bible encourage us to, especially I believe here in this passage, be concerned with those who maybe, again, have some troubles in their life. And those troubles should be something that we want to share in. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Someone says, well, if I get too close to them, someone might say, maybe I'm, I'm involved with that too, or whatever it might be. And I'm thinking, that's foolishness. You're spiritual. You ought to be spiritual. And if you can be spiritual, seek to restore that person to a place of help and and again, uh, where, what, what you can there. Turn to Romans chapter 15. It may be that you just come alongside that person and you say, I know you're struggling in this area. Maybe it's, again, some habit they have or whatever it might be. And, 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 and you're saying, you know, they got this problem. Well, maybe if you help them with some other problems, that habit wouldn't be so hard for them. Again, so you look for some way maybe to help them. Romans chapter 15, this goes alongside this. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. You say, how can I do that? Well, Romans chapter 15, verse 1, it says, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. For whatsoever things were written aforetime are written for our learning that we should, uh, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. And so your desire as a Christian should be to get to a place maybe where you're strong enough. And sometimes we're not strong. And sometimes we're weak. And so again, the Bible says, we that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. And so again, someone might be in a position again where they need help. And so sometimes, like we've done before as a church, we sent love offerings and we sent monies to people in different places. I remember again, we sending money to Florida um, a few years back again when they went through a huge hurricane. I can't remember what the hurricane was back then, but again, they had a hurricane situation and I looked again for some church that I could give again maybe as a as a pastor look for a church that maybe we could help again some of the members of another church and so we sent some money to a church in Florida I don't even remember the name it doesn't matter to me I didn't hear nothing back necessarily from them but again we gave money towards a ministry down there and and certainly we should seek to maybe help maybe financially someone says well I can't help much well if a lot of people help a little a lot of help can be given. Again, someone loses their jobs. You know, sometimes people will do a food shower. Again, someone again loses their job or whatever it might be. And again, it's our responsibility to come along and seek to lend a hand. Seek to lift. Seek to yoke with the burden that others might have. 
Let's turn to Job chapter 29. Again, a good example of someone doing that is Job here back in the Old Testament. Again, he was a good man, a just man, and he went through some terrible, really difficult things in his life. Losing his children, losing his possessions, losing a lot of different things. Again, you can read about that in Job chapter 2. And he had some friends that came along to seek to comfort him. And that's sometimes what you need to do when someone, again, goes through some difficulty. Come along and seek to comfort him. Did they comfort him? No, they criticized him. So that didn't really help either too much. But they wept with him for a while and that sort of thing. But uh, I want to read here in Job chapter 29 about Job's regular life, if you would. In fact, it says here in Job chapter 29, I don't believe he's bragging here, but it just talks about his character uh, to some degree here. Verse number 12, he was certainly a caring man and a helpful kind of individual in this day. It says in verse number 12, Because I delivered the poor that cried, and the fatherless, and then it had none to help him, the blessing him that was ready to perish came upon me. I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My judgment was a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind. And feet was I to the lame. And verse six, 16 it says, I was father to the poor. And the cause which I knew not, I searched out. Job was a guy that was a great guy. He looked, he looked for areas where he could help. He looked for places where he could help. It says there in verse number 12, and again, I'm not going to divide this all up, but just let's look at it a little bit. I deliver the poor when they cried. So when he heard someone cried and they needed help, Job was there. He was again helped to, again, the fatherless. It says there in verse number 12. And the fatherless. And so he, if he knew someone who didn't have a father, he was there to help. And him that had no help. And so maybe there's someone, again, who is diseased or whatever it might be, and they, they don't have any relatives, they don't have any friends, they don't have any co-workers, whatever it be. Uh, he was there to help. And he says, the blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me. And so people that were just at the end of life, he was there to help. It says there in verse number 30, it caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. He was a blessing to those that were widows. And he says, I put on righteousness, and it clothed me. My judgment was as a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind. He helped the blind. He was feet to the lame. I was a father to the poor. And the cause which I knew not, I searched out. You know, I think Job was on the lookout to help other people. You say, how, how was he able to do that? Ye that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please yourself. He was ever seeking to help other people in different kinds of ways. Someone says... Well, I see this grandma, and she's along the road, and she's doing this and that, and it just looks like she's having a hard time. Well, maybe you should ask to help. Maybe I should ask to help. Someone's mowing, and you're seeing, wow, it's amazing. And I just want to say this. Like my dad, when he was old, I remember back in Herman, he liked to be able to still mow the back part of the yard. So if you would ask, you know, and help, he says, I need to get my exercise. I need to do this. And mom would do the front side of the yard there. And sometimes people need to carry their burdens. And he wanted to carry his burden still. Until he could carry his burden, then someone else needs to help him with that. And so again, we see this 
this idea of burdens and that Job was there to help. Again, as I think about Job, he was a light to those around him. He was an encouragement to those around him. He was there to cheer up, to help out, to encourage, to bless, to do whatever he could for other people. Let's turn to the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. Now, I understand that at times in our life we can't be there like that. And, you know, Job maybe again had, uh, you know, opportunity because he had servants and he had his, his family and maybe they were able to carry on a lot of responsibilities in the household and all these kind of things. And so he had maybe the freedom to help. And sometimes the people, you might have the freedom to help. And some people, again, try to work into a position where they have the freedom to help so they can help maybe in their latter years or when they're retired in different things. I mean, I know, of, again, a guy in particular that his desire was to retire early, not to go golfing and all these kind of things, but to go help on the mission field. In other words, to go to a place with his own money, of his own expense, and help a missionary on the mission field. I thought, hey, that's a great thing to try to do, if you can. And maybe you can only do that now and then, or here or there. I get that. And certainly, again, uh, uh, again different uh, lives are different. But First Peter chapter 5, verse number 10, just want to, uh, again, just emphasize this. When, when someone says, well, why should I carry these burdens? What good are they anyways? I mean, maybe nobody will praise me for what I do or whatever it might be. Uh, again, someone says, what, what good are they? Well, look at First Peter chapter 5, verse number 10. When I have burns that come to me or burns again I share, what good do they do? Well, I think this verse helps us with that thought of what they do for us. First Peter chapter 5, verse number 10, it says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us to eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. So even Christians and believers will go through suffering, it says. After you have suffered a while, it will make you perfect. It will establish you, strengthen, and settle you. you know, Job, again, alleviated burns to help with burns, but he went through some difficult times too. And those burns drove him, I believe, to God, got him to think and got him to search his own heart. And again, it led to him to a place where he was better. He it perfected his life. It established him, strengthened him, and settled him. And so again, someone says, why do burns come into our life sometimes? To make us stronger, to develop us further, to perfect us as Christians, to make us helpful in the work of the Lord. Let's turn back to Galatians chapter 6, and I could talk further on this subject here today, but I want you just to consider your life. It does have burns. Mine has burns. Everybody's life has burns, but as you carry a burden, it makes you stronger. It's just like the weightlifter. If he, again, bench presses more, whatever it might be, it strengthens him. And so without the burden, he's going to be weaker. Again, carrying burdens is going to make us stronger. And so, again, it says here in Galatians chapter 6, verse number 2, it says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And so, again, seek to fulfill, again, the role of being a burden bear. It says in verse 3, it says, For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, and deceiveth himself, but let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. And every man shall bear his own burden. And so again, be a burden bearer. Look out. Be on the lookout this week and any time in your life to seek to help someone with a burden. You might be weak and you need someone to help you, 
I, need, I get times a week and I need people to help me for sure, but be there to be a burden bearer for someone else.